ているのどうぞ。
given us to do. Praise God. Come on and give him glory. Give him praise. Oh, you move the nations with your righteousness. All the kingdoms with your holiness. You bear your strong arms and the mountains shake. The whole world will fall at your feet. You are the mighty king. Let all the people sing to the King of glory. You are the mighty King, awesome in everything. King of glory, all of creation tells of who you are. No other power can compare by far. You have conquered all your enemies and you reign forevermore you are the mighty king that all the people say to the king of glory you are the mighty king awesome in everything king of glory come on and give him praise we give you praise we lift you up today, Lord. Only you are worthy. We are the mighty. We just want to lift our hearts to you, Lord. Only you are worthy. You are the mighty king. Let all the people say to the king of glory, you are the mighty king, awesome in everything. Mighty king of glory, come on, come on and praise him. Sing to the king of glory, mighty king, awesome in everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. We just want to lift you up today, Lord. We just want to lift our voices to you. Only you are worthy. Worthy of our praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said our King is worthy. Mighty, 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 mighty King. You are the mighty King. So we thank God for that song, that selection, letting us know that God is mighty. He's the mighty King. And no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, God is King over all things in all of the earth. He sits high, he looks low. And uh, nothing escapes his eyes. Nothing surprises God. He knows the end from the beginning. And uh, he has our best interests at hand. And so we praise God again. You're listening to the Abundant Now podcast. And I'm your host, Brother Ralph. And uh, we just praise God again for you. We're going to be reading for your hearing today. 
and give you a message coming from the book of Ecclesiastes and the first, third chapter of a very familiar passage of scripture. And it reads as follows. It says, there's a time to kill. This is Ecclesiastes 3 and 3. A time, praise God. I'm going to read it from the top. To everything, there is a season and a time. To every purpose under the sun. Uh, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rent, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Yes. And verse 11 says, What have uh, he had made all things beautiful in his time? And he have set the worlds in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God made from the beginning to the end. Uh, I know that there is no good in them, but that for a man to rejoice and to do good in this life. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. And I want to use the thought this afternoon, this evening, uh, a time for a purpose, a purpose for time. I want to say it again, a time for a purpose and a purpose for time. Of course, Ecclesiastic uh, is given to the writing of uh, King Solomon, Solomon is said to be one of the wisest, wisest men of the Bible. And, um, of course, he was the son of David, uh, born out of um, a reckless relationship with uh, Bathsheba. Uh, but nevertheless, God uses anything and everything to bring forth his purpose. All things work together for good, saith the scripture, to them that love the Lord to them that are called according to his purpose. And so we just praise God that uh, he knows what he's doing. So the question came up, says, uh, and was presented, says, what is time? Well, the answer rallied back that time was a gift from God, that we might discover our reason for being, our purpose, if you will. Is there anyone here that doesn't like nice gifts? Well, without God's gift of time, man in his own essence would dwell in eternity. Uh, the Bible said that God is a spirit and he had made man in his image, which is spirit. So you really don't see the real Ralph Macaulay. What you see is the building that he lives in. Thus, man is a spirit and he has a soul and he lives in a house called a body. So you see the body, you see the house of Brother Ralph, if you will. Uh, but you don't really see the real him. The real him is on the inside. And he's looking out these contraption called uh, eyes. He's speaking through this thing we call a mouth. And that's how you hear Ralph Macaulay. But you can't really see the real person of Ralph. 
So whenever it's time for us to be rolling here as such, we will have already given up the ghosts or our spirits. Of course, the spirit of man is the real man. The real man is not the body or the intellect, but the real man is on the inside, as I forestated. Further, as we are called out of time, we step from time into eternity. Time, then, is the span of life. For us, it's, it measures from our birth until our demise. Our lives may be graced with longevity or seen as short in man's eyesight. According to the Bible, life is like a vapor that appears for a season and vanishes away. Kind of like the birds. You see them and they're here in your presence for a moment, but they soon fly away and you don't know which way they've gone. They've taken their flight and they've gone. And we're here for this season, but soon we will all fly away and go to our various places. I like to suggest that many religions don't have their thoughts, their thought processes together when it comes to time. But the Christian view of time is that we are going somewhere. And we're not suffice with the status quo of going around and around and doing the same old rituals over and over. But time has a beginning and a definite ending. In this time that we have a part in, uh, it, uh, this time has a purpose. The big difference between the Christian and some other religions is that the Christian knows his God has died for him. And many others believe that they must die for their God. Jesus, who is the express image of God, came to die for sinners like you and I, who are the chief. I'm the chief of sinners. If you'd have known me then and known me when, you'd know that the Lord has brought him from a mighty long way. Well, after a good night's sleep, God brings us another wonderful day. Besides what God may be doing, many feel they woke themselves up this morning. Or it was the alarm clock that alerted them. But I beg to differ with you. I say it was God that allowed you and I to get up by granting us consciousness. Each day God gives us 24 hours. Every week God lavishes us. I said he lavishes us uh -huh, with seven whole days. He blesses us with four weeks, equaling a month. And then he hands us further 12 months, completing a cycle of time, which we call a year. And the beat goes on. The clock is still ticking away, moment after moment, year after year. Time keeps passing, and we experience it all by the grace of God. Oh, yes, it's by the grace of God that we experience it. Not by nothing we've done, but it's by his grace. You know, we don't exist by our own craftiness or by what or who we think we are, or even by our status or how big our bank accounts are or how many cars are in our driveway, but we exist by the grace of God. Through my study of the Bible, I've come to learn uh, uh, that God's creation and uh, how he created his creation, 
uh, he intended for us to come to recognize and acknowledge that he himself is God. Then we can fathom as to why this great God has given us time, time to understand our existence, our purpose, and why we are here. Most people in our world feel they really don't have enough time uh, uh, in their lives to do all the many things that they may have, uh, may be working on. Seemingly, there's not enough time to work eight hours or ten hours a day to have a wife or, or a husband, not enough time to raise a family, certainly not enough time to be politically correct or to get a good education, and certainly not enough time to serve God or to go to somebody's church. But if we're going to end up right at some point in life, we uh, should start the move of getting it right because uh, our world has many problems with time and much is due to the failure of the of managing time if people were good would exercise good time management we would make better choices with our time uh, did you hear the story about the man that was arrested downtown los angeles and this fella was absolutely refusing to handle his time wisely. He was downtown Los Angeles on Temple and Los Angeles Street with an AK-47. And I said, what was he doing with an AK-47 downtown Los Angeles? Well, it was shooting up at the Times building and particularly the clock on the Times building. And... Um, said they had to call in the SWAT team. When they called in the SWAT team, the SWAT team said, well, it's best that we parachute in and, uh, and deal with this uh, young man. And so that's what they did. And so they parachuted in and it caught the man by complete surprises. When all boots was on the ground, the st sergeant stepped forward because the man was then petrified. Uh, and uh, the sergeant said, give me that gun. And um, the man handed over the gun, and the sergeant said, what are you doing down here shooting up at that clock? And the man replied, well, sergeant, you know, you may beg to differ with me. I'm just doing like everybody else, killing a little time. Well, I don't know if we have any time killers in the building, but... I want to admonish you that you don't have to kill time. Time will take care of itself. Time, uh-huh, uh, don't have to, you don't have to kill it. It will kill you if you hang around long enough. And so uh, if we have any time killers in the building, I want to admonish you that, to, to know that you don't have to kill time. When man manages his time, uh, more wisely, he puts the things that are crowding his life or his time in a more prioritized fashion. At the top of everybody's list of activities should be their relationship with their maker. I know some of y'all feel you don't need to have a relationship with your maker, but that's what Jesus said. He says, um, uh, I, my prayer is that uh, they would be one with the Father, even as I'm one with the Father. When you become one with the Father, you have established a relationship. 
our walk with God is the most important uh, uh, thing in life because um, he is in charge of this life, our, of our time, and the life to come. These are some facts that uh, we should recognize, especially as we get older in life and near our finish line. Here the scripture, 2 Samuel 11, says it came to pass after the years had expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all of Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Ramah. Uh, but David tarried still at Jerusalem. Somebody asked the question, why was he tarrying at Jerusalem? Why wasn't he at the helm of his troops? Yes, and that's where David should have been. He should have been managing his time uh, uh, to be at the helm of his troops at the time of war. And uh, the Bible talked about David, um, I mean, sur surveying his his uh, his uh, kingdom and going out on his balcony, and uh, you know, kind of brushing his hair back and looking at all God has blessed him with when he should have been with his troops. And while he was out there on the balcony, and while he was surveying his his kingdom, he looked over in the distance and seen a beautiful lady bathing. And um, he looked, and he looked. And uh, after a while, he decided that he was going to send one of his servants and have that beautiful lady brought to him. Now, some of the brothers might know what I'm talking about, and uh, more so than the sisters. Uh, it's nothing like the, the first or second look, brothers. But when you talk about that third, fourth, and fifth look, baby, you're going down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. When you go down Las Vegas Boulevard, the Bible says that uh, uh, lust, uh, when it's finished, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, it brings forth death. So, uh, something about looking. Uh, if you look once or twice, let that be enough. But when you go down the mother avenues looking two, three, four times, then you running into problems. You running into difficulty. And so here it was. Uh, David uh, found himself falling headlong into sin because of what his eyes had uh, seen, what his eyes had uh, captured in, in vision. You really have to be careful. And... Uh, uh, as I minister tonight, uh, uh, I, I, I want you to know that everybody in this place is living and breathing except one. Uh, but sadly, uh, many of us will slip from time into eternity without a clue of the purpose of this life. That is for each and every one of us. My prayer and admonition to all of you is that you would come to a place of seeking the Lord for yourself that you might come to the position of asking the Lord to teach me to number my days, that we might know the strength and the volume thereof. We're counting up our days while God is counting down. Everybody should be wanting to hear what God's word is saying about their lives. God's word, I tell you, the book, the Bible, uh, calls us to hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
It says to fear God and to keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy, but um, that's the Bible. That's the book. Man needs to keep it in the frontal lobe of his mind that nobody has control over how much time he or she has in this life. It is incumbent upon each of, us, each of us to know the one that holds tomorrow in the palm of his hands. God knows all about us, even the hairs on our head. He knows the number thereof. He, he knows even our frame and he remembers that we are just dust. Now, I know you don't see any hair on this head, but uh, and you can't count the hairs on this head, but uh, God can count the numbers of the hair. You say, well, I don't see no hair. Well, they're, they're, you may not see them, but they're down in the follicles, and God knows the number thereof, and he can count them. I said, while we're counting up, he's counting down. So hear this, and... Uh, uh, there's great sayings. Says, trust in uh, yourself and you'll find that you'll be doomed to disappointment. Trust in your money and you may have it all taken away from you. Trust in God and you'll never be confounded in time, even in eternity. And yet we thank God for his time. I said it's his time. Uh-huh. He gives it to us. As I move to a swift close, I want to say in light of time that God has blessed you and I. And he really has a reason and a purpose for our being here. And even at this time, this, this day, this is the day the Lord has made. Uh -huh. And he knows uh, uh, many of our troubles and our difficulties. And he knows that many family members... Uh -huh, that are here because this is maybe their grandfather. He knows that uh, many are here because this is their uncle, their cousin. Uh, some are here or one is here because this is their son-in-law. And some are here because this is their father. And another one is here because this is their husband. And I'm here because this is my brother. Yes, my big brother, my older brother, my you know, the leader of our pack, if you will. There are countless numbers of people in our world that lost loved ones and other relatives and never make it to a service like this. But I'd like to suggest to you uh -huh, that it was the God of heaven that orchestrated it all and brought us all here together today. We're all here to experience one another to sit in his presence and to hear his word, to rejoice in the celebration of life and the homegoing of my brother. The most important thing in this life and, and, and of this time is giving ear to God's word, his eternal word. The heavens and earth shall pass away, but God's word shall stand forever. It was Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, who continually grieved over the sinful condition of Israel. Uh-huh. Jeremiah learned of his purpose in life by hearing the word of God. He heard the word. Jeremiah 1 and 4 states that the Lord said to Jeremiah, Then the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
Before you were born, I sanctified you. There was a purpose. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Then said I, O oh Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I, I'm just a boy. I'm just a youth. But God said to me, do not say I'm a youth. Uh-huh. For what God is doing is bigger than who we are. For you shall go to all to whom I send you. And I don't want you to be afraid of their faces, but I want you to go and declare the truth of God. The Bible says that we shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. Is anybody free tonight? If you're going to be free, you're going to have to hear the truth of God's word. God's word is bigger than our situations. It's bigger than what we've gone through. It's bigger than what we're dealing with. And God's word will carry us through. But we must believe in, and give heed and give ear to the word of God. God said the, word, the heavens and the earth shall pass away, but the word of God shall stand forever. I hear David declaring and say, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? And the only way you can do that is by taking heed to the word of God. And uh, he said, I, I, I've hid the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You see, when you come into relationship, you want to uh, uh -huh, do the word of God. You want to make sure that uh, you uh -huh, adhere and, and walk the walk, not only just talk the talk. You see, we got to become doers of the word of God. And when you become a doer of the word of God, Praise God, you can live out the purpose of God because when you become a doer, the doer of the word of God is the one that stands tall and he's the one that God will stand tall in. Praise God, all other things will fall by the wayside. But uh, when you got the word of God in your life, you'll be able to mm -hmm, run through troops and leap over walls. Uh-huh. I remember running a marathon. Praise God. Something I never thought I would do, could do. But uh, when you uh, train and run a marathon, there's uh, something about running a marathon that uh, uh -huh, calls for endurance and strength. It calls for uh, uh -huh, a great training. And um, it said that uh, when one runs a marathon, uh -huh, and he runs and runs and runs, and look like he used all of his strength. Well, around the 18th mile, it said that uh, uh, if you have not trained well, that praise God, you're going to hit the wall. <laughs> Well, what do you mean, preacher? Hit the wall. Well, when you hit the wall, it's uh, indicative and depicts the fact that uh, you can't go another further. You've exhausted all that you had. You you hit the point of in, of 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 your endurance. You can't go no further. 
<laughs> but I want to let you know when you get the word of God in your life, it's like running a marathon. <laughs> Praise God when you get to the 18th mile or the 20th mile. And uh, ordinarily, you couldn't go any further. But because you have God's word in your life, <laughs> not only uh -huh, will you come upon the wall, and uh, when you come upon the wall, you won't hit the wall, but you'll run through the wall and over the wall because God's word, amen, is the power of God. I'm not ashamed of the power of God, saith Paul, for it is the power of God unto them that believe, unto salvation. If you believe it and you'll trust God's word, he'll be the power within you. Hallelujah. Turn your life over to Jesus. He'll make the difference in your life. Hallelujah. You may laugh at it. You may snicker at it. And I did it one time, but I looked to Jesus Amen. And I came to him just as I was. I was weary, wounded, and sad. But I found in him a resting place. And he had made me glad. He gave me purpose. He gave me, amen, a new perspective. He gave me a new outlook on life. But now my life is sweet. Uh, and my joy is complete uh, because I'm saved, saved, saved. Praise God. Well, we're going to lend there. Thank you for each one of you that have tuned into this uh, Abundant Now podcast. We're going to pray and believe God together and uh, pray that you would tune in again next time and hear the word of the Lord and give us your prayers and your support. And may the Lord bless you real good. Father, we thank you, God, for each listener. We thank you for this word that has gone forth. And we thank you for your truth. And we pray, God, that each listener, oh God, would find the purpose for their lives. That they would search the scriptures for in them uh, we have eternal life. And uh, we just praise God again. I pray that you bless each one of them, bless their homes, uh, bless them on their jobs. Be any sick, oh God, we claim healing for their lives. We cast the devil out, cast his evil uh, 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 purpose down, and uh, we uh, exalt the purpose of God, the, 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 the life of God in them, that, oh God, that it might be rich, that they might flourish, and that they might endure unto the end. Bless each one of them now, God, we pray, and we believe it done, and we thank you for it by faith. Thank you. Thank God. Amen. Again, if you have any uh, questions, comments, suggestions, uh, you can write us. I'm at Ralph underscore Macaulay at Yahoo.com. Write me. I'll write you back. May the Lord bless you real good, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.